are in a series called An Unhurried Life, and this is our last week. And what I'm going to try and do is wrap everything up so that um, we tie it in a big bow. And then next week, we're starting a new series called Scammed. Okay, um, I don't know if you've had anyone in your life who's been scammed. They, they got a phone call and they said to get on the computer. It's running slow. And of course, all our computers are running slow. And so you go, oh, it is running slow. And you go through the whole thing. But our culture uh, is also scamming us with a bunch of different things. And so we're going to do a six to eight week series on being able to identify what our culture is scamming us into believing, um, and what we are scamming ourselves into believing, because it's not just our culture, it's, it's our insecurities, it's all these things, and uh, how to recognize it and how to avoid it. And so we'll be talking about that. But this morning, I want to talk about wrapping up an unhurried life and talking about change. And there's I, I wrote down that there's four types of change. Of course, there's much more, but there's, the, for what I want to talk about this morning in the section of Scripture that we're going to be talking about, which is Colossians chapter 3. So if you have a mobile device or a, an actual physical Bible, um, it's funny, I, was, I do all my quiet times with a, a digital Bible, and I just went back to a physical Bible. I don't know why. I have no idea. But four types of change that I want to talk about. One is informational change. So this is, you, you, you gather information and you come up with a conclusion, okay? So maybe you thought a certain thing, and then you get information, and then um, your mind changes. You, you get informational change. The second is attitude change. So you used to think one way about something, and now your attitude has changed, and you think about something else. So that, that would be like an, an attitude change. And then there's behavioral change. And in behavioral change, what happens is you, you begin to change your behavior. So you, you, maybe it's from information, like you gather some information, and you change your behavior. And then the, third, the fourth and most important is communal change. So, uh, for example, um, in the church, uh, we have focused mostly on informational change and behavioral change. You come to church, you read your Bible, you learn about Jesus, you learn about the prophets, you learn about church history, you learn about all these different things, you memorize scripture, in information, information, information. Your pastor is preaching a sermon, right? Giving you information. Most likely that pastor is doing a fantastic job of that and it's very engaging. Uh, so that's informational. And then it's, well, with that information, change. <laughs> change. So um, don't lie. Uh, okay, I'll stop lying. Uh, all right, don't, don't, don't sin. Uh, I'll stop sinning. Uh, you need to give. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll start giving. And those are fantastic. And keep doing all those things. I, I love them both. But the thing that Jesus was most um, interested in was this attitude change. 
Uh, he would tell the Pharisees, you tithe to the mint and dill and cumin, but you've forgotten the weightier things of the law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. Those are attitude issues. And then as a church, that as we all begin to change our, we certainly get information. We want it. The Bible, right? That doesn't change. Everything's good. We want to, don't want to sin, all those things, right? But it's this attitude. Like, why, why do I want my behavior to change? Who, who am I supposed to be? Why am I here on this planet? These are all attitude changes. And then the ultimate goal is the uh, communal change. Like, what do we do as a people, as a church, as a, and when I say church, I mean both our physical church that's here, and then the digital community that has joined us, we're all the same. How do we, how do we do that? And so, we have informational, attitude, behavioral, and communal. So, what I want to do this morning is look at uh, Colossians chapter 3, because it, it touches on all of them about where we want to be. And if we're in this unhurried life, the unhurried life is that we want to have the rhythms of Jesus's work and rest and incorporate those into our lives. Not, not because it's informational, like, oh, okay, Jesus did this, we'll do that. It's not because it's behavioral, like, I, like yeah, don't sin, be like Jesus, totally. But like, what, what, what's the why? What's the perspective of why we're doing what we're doing? What's the attitude? Because I can change my behavior and hate it instead of going, oh, I see now why this should happen. And then I change my behavior. And, and then what kind of community are we engaging with? So I want to start in uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. And um, it's really cool. So Colossians is a, a letter that uh, Paul wrote, which is a lot like Philippians. A lot of the information is the same, um, and some of the behavioral stuff is the same, but really it's the communal change that Paul is seeking. And so um, we just start right out the gate like this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. So here's, here's what Paul is doing. He's saying you have an identity in Christ. You're not of this world. You, when, when we adopt Jesus as our Lord, we become a new creature, the Bible says. We become a new identity. And I'll explain that with, with some things here. But Paul's just saying, look, you're not the same person. You're not the same people anymore. Since you've been raised with Christ, and then he has this... Um, these very specific things that he wants us to do. Set your hearts on the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Now, a lot of you know that I don't watch the news, okay? I, I haven't for, a, I don't know, a decade, decade and a half. But, but what I'll do is I'll pick these topics that I'm just, I just like do a deep dive into, and it's not through the news. It's through other means. So, for example, uh, 
Technology, no. Um, for example, uh, this particular season, I've been looking into the coronavirus, right? Because we have a coronavirus, and who's ever had one of those? And how do you even look at that? And so this is going to sound super morbid, but from um, like, like the beginning of like March when we first uh, canceled church, I've been looking every day at the death rate Okay, so there we go. That's your pastor, a very spiritual person. And, and I've just been looking at data. So I, I look at the CDC, I look at Oxford University, I look at the, um, uh, w, the World Health Organization, like just data and graphs. And, and then like I'll get something from someone like, you know, like did you know that this state you know, it's, they're doubling. And so I want to know what does doubling mean? Like one person had it, now two people have it. Like, so I just love looking at that. And, you know, you know, there's ventilators and all that. So I am just like geeked out over the coronavirus. I just want information. I just want to learn. I just want to know what's, what's happening, you know, testing's going up and all this stuff. And so I'm totally geeked out. Um, you don't even know. So, but here's the thing. That is the Greek, what I just described to you is the Greek word for set your heart. You go after it. You find out what's going on. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? I, I, look, at, I look at data from some place and they'll talk about how it's the same or greater or less than this other place. And so I'll just like be Googling populations um, square miles, like, like, anyway, that's the Greek word. Like, take the things above and just start going after it. Why did Jesus do this? Why does he act this way? What, why did he say that we can be, uh, that we can take his yoke upon us? What does that even mean? Like, that, that sets your hearts on the things above. It's you, you, you take the things above and you go after it. You, you grab it. Why? Where Christ is, <laughs> seated at the right hand of God. It's kind of a good place to be. So how do I, on this planet, set my heart on the things above? Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Then he says, not just your hearts, set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. So what you realize right away is that you can have a desire to learn something, but now you've got to really set your mind on it and then not on earthly things. In other words, what Paul is saying is as you do your research to find out how to become most like Jesus, these earthly things are going to get in the way. They're not going to fit. They're not going to help you. They, they can't be included in the process. They have to be removed. Why? For you have died <laughs> and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. During the, this pandemic and what we're all going through, this is really awesome words. Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. In other words, you can devote yourself to this setting your hearts and setting your minds on becoming more like Jesus 
and he's got you. When Christ, oh, by the way, we're going through 17 verses. We don't normally go through all these verses, but buckle up, okay? Um, And don't put me on double speed if you're watching this digitally. Um, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also be with him in glory. In other words, you're not going to lose this process. It's all going to end up fine, but there's an importance about on this planet setting your hearts and minds on the things above, not on the things here on earth. So he goes on, he says, put to death. (laughs) This is very strong language. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry, Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Now, I want to talk about that a little bit because um, oftentimes when we think of the wrath of God, we think of God up there um, just waiting, just waiting to deliver. And, um, you know, if if you're involved in any sexual immorality or impurity or evil desires or greed, um, you're going to feel his wrath. So a couple things. One, that is true. You will feel his wrath, and his wrath is allowing you to be on your own searching after these things. It will not go well for you or me as I invest in any of these things. It it doesn't matter. Like, Like nobody investing in lust has ended up in a great spot. Like, that's just, that's just the way God works. It's like, yeah, he, I'll let you do it, but you're not, your life is not going to be to its fullest. And we're going to see some verses that like, is like a killer life. But the, the wrath of God is coming. So there is an eternal p- part of that. There's no doubt about that. Because if we decide to just be apart from God, we decide, decide to be apart from God. And God is like, well, okay. But I love this strong language here, put it to death. Like it's not worth your time, you're, worth, you're more valuable than these things, right? And so uh, that's what he says. And um, he says, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of such things as these. So I, I have a l- little example um, I used to have a jacket like this um, that I would wear, and I loved it uh, because it was very comfortable. But my jacket that I wore had holes in it, and, uh, and it was kind of stained, and I'd just wear it whenever I wanted to be warm and comfortable. And, um, but it didn't match anything I had, and it was, it was really dumpy. This one's actually a little nicer than the one I had. Actually, a, a lot nicer. But I couldn't, I couldn't give you an example of the one I really wanted because my wife forced me to get rid of it. She said, I hate that jacket. It looks like a hobo jacket. And I said, we don't say hobo anymore. It's people experiencing hoboness which we actually don't say anymore. 
And so uh, we just decided to get rid of the jacket. And so, um, but it, the jacket wasn't like, it. honestly, if I showed up anywhere, uh, people would, um, like, they'd just be right on for 911. I just didn't look right, right? And so, so I'm going to use this example for me right now. So here I am, a pastor, and I'm preaching a sermon, and I'm wearing this jacket, and you'd say to me, John, you're preaching a sermon, like you're a pastor. Why would you wear that jacket? And I'd say, well, this is just who I am. And that might be fine. But we all know, well, as a pastor, if you're preaching a sermon, even if it's online, this is probably not the thing that you would wear because it doesn't match up to our identity. In the same way, Paul is saying, these things don't match up to your identity in Christ. What you're putting on doesn't fit. It doesn't match. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. This all sounds familiar to me of what is actually happening at this point, of how we talk to each other, how we treat each other, how we uh, process through uncertain times. Do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self, with these practices, you take those off. I can just throw this on the floor because it's actually not important. You take these off with your old practices and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge. Again, we talked about the knowledge change in the image of its creator. Now, here's the cool thing. This is because it's available to everybody. Here taking off the old self and putting on the new self, there's no Gentile or Jew, black, white, whatever, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian. I don't, I don't know. I was going to look that up, but I didn't have time. Slave or free, but Christ is all. That's it. And is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves. Oh, yeah. This bad boy. I like this. So, this is a $280 jacket that I bought on eBay for $40. <laughs> and I look really good in it. Um, I love it. So, we clothe ourselves in what fits who we are. If I had just shown up with this jacket while I was preaching, is my collar straight? It's good? Yeah. Really? I, I look that good, huh? Okay, good. Yeah, there we go. Therefore, as God's chosen people, and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves. Now listen to what he says you clothe yourselves in. When you walk out, when you go to the store, when you, when you talk to your spouse, when you're 
you're out talking to your friends, whatever. You clothe yourselves in compassion. Man, that's hard. In kindness. I don't know if you're like me, and maybe I'm talking too much about this. But most of us are, well, if you're watching this, you're online. None of this feels like it's today. When I go online, I see very little compassion. I see very little kindness. I see very little humility. I see very little gentleness and patience. But, but believer, if, like, so for those of you watching this and you're new to the Bible and new to Christianity, you're just trying to figure it out, you're off the hook. But Paul, the Apostle Paul, is making it extremely clear that no matter where we are, and this is why we wear masks, for living spring. We want to clothe ourselves with that mask in compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. We, we, we want to walk into whatever environment, whatever situation we're in, and we want to be clothed in this. We want to be cloaked in it. Where we say, man, that's a follower of Jesus. How can you tell? Because they dress the part, they look the part, this is who they are. They own it. And then he just gives some really strong language. Um, therefore, uh, he says, then he goes, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Now, here's the cool thing about the church. And... Actually, you'll probably all disagree with me because you're, you might be on one side or the other, and so you, you'll just be like, well, not with that side, and the other side will go, well, not with them. But if this is going to happen anywhere, anywhere, to bear with each other, it's going to be the church because it ain't happening naturally. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. <laughs> you know how difficult that is right now? Like memes don't solve anything. This might be like new information for you, but they don't. We bear with each other. We call each other. We DM each other and go, hey, man, can you explain this to me? That's what we do. That's what the church does. Uh, and it says this, this is dumb. Forgive, and then it gives a qualifier as the Lord forgave you. In other words, it's going to cost you to forgive. It's going to cost you. This is the unhurried life. This is the life of Jesus. This is how you walk through life. Not trying to be right, but getting it right. Going to your heavenly Father. And he says, over all these things, you put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, what do you get out of this? Because everything I've been saying sounds um, like it's just going to cost, like I got to put on this jacket and like act a part or do a part. Like what, what do I actually get out of it, right? Well, the good news is uh, you get quite a bit because it says... Let, 
the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Now, this might be too much, but too much of a stretch. But if I have to put on these things in order to be the person that God has called me to be, isn't peace like one of the greatest rewards we could have? Like, isn't what we're going through right now and fighting over this and this and this and this, we got to get our way, we got to get the right person here, we got to get the right person there. Like, wouldn't just peace be the greatest reward of being like Jesus? And it is. But it has to rule, which means we have to submit. We have to submit to what's going on. We have to submit and say, you know what, right now, I don't want to put on kindness. But Christ has said, put on kindness. Ah, so I put on kindness. I don't want to put on mercy. I don't want to put on forgiveness. I want to, I want to just get this, like, I just want my way. Nah, that's not the rule. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. He is the prince of peace. He is a Lord of peace. You were called to peace. That's why you're wearing the outfit you're wearing. You're called to that. You were created in the image of God. Man, woman, doesn't matter. We're all equal. It's all an equality of, of value because we're all created in the image of Christ. And we're called to peace. And then he adds this thing. We just have a few more verses to go before the worship band comes back up. And be thankful. <laughs> Isn't that hard, right, about now? It's very hard to be thankful. But Paul just adds it in. It's like a little thing, almost like he's writing and the Holy Spirit's talking to him. And it's like, yeah, peace, peace, peace. And then don't forget that there's things to be thankful about. He says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. So there are some times we have to have Tough conversations, totally natural, totally fine. We don't need to get over our skis on it. We don't need to be offended. We just are working out our salvation with fear and trembling. We knew it was going to happen. And that's what we're doing. I love this. With all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, which we experienced earlier today singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And we'll end on this. Whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. When you post online, do it in the name of Jesus. Ooh, would that change your post? <laughs> Giving thanks to the Father. I'm going to give you just a few things real quick uh, that you can do during this time to stay connected in the Lord. I'm just going to bust through these really quickly. One is pray. Pray, pray, pray. You can always pray. You can pray in your car. You can pray. You can always pray. But pray for the other side? <laughs> what? Like, what if, you're a, what if you're a Republican? 
And you're like, ah, I can't, you know. Pray for Democrats? Oh, my goodness, that would be the worst thing in the world. But what if you're a Democrat? Pray for Democrats. Well, but I tell you, this is Jesus, by the way. He's kind of an important dude. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You can always pray. You can always pray. Number two, watch your diet. Watch your diet. So, um, uh, you know, they closed down the gyms, right? So maybe you went to the gym three, four times a week or, you know, maybe 10 times a week. I don't know. Um, <laughs> probably not. Um, it would be okay if you're going to the gym to be able to then go and have a burger. But if you never go to the gym and all you're doing is eating burgers, you become unhealthy. In the same way, as we're in this pandemic, if all of your diet is just outrage, you will become that person. If it's all anger and how can I get information that proves my point, you will become that person. Watch your diet. Because we're not gathering, because we're not connected as well as we should be, um, we, we got we to gotta back down on the other stuff. Set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. We just talked about it. Stay in the word strategically. Don't just open up your Bible. And, like figure out. There's so many Bible programs and things that you say, look, I'm struggling with anxiety. There's a thing called Google, anxiety. Bible verses. Bam. There you go. You can just be strategic about it. Again, set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. This one's really important. Phone a friend. Have somebody you can just go, hey man, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that or whatever. I, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Have somebody you can reach out to. And then confess and lament Now's not a time to try to get every, all the information and get everything all lined up. Sometimes you just go, man, and forgive my language, but this, this sucks. This whole thing is just bad. And you go before your heavenly father and you go, I, I don't like this. And maybe you need to confess and go, God, search me, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. And then lastly, and this is what we're going to do as the worship team comes back up. Worship, worship. We have more access to <laughs> different kinds of worship. So, so unfortunately, we've, we've boiled worship down to this, you know, right? So our, 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 band, our awesome band comes back up. And, but you can worship outside in your backyard, just looking at the sky. You can worship um, by, you know, so by nature, by just meditation and just worshiping God, going over his attributes in your mind. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So just a few things that are available to you. If you're struggling with all this stuff, We've had this up for a while. You can email a pastor at pastors at livingspring.com and one of us will get back to you. If you want to know what's going on, you can do text alerts at text. You text LSC to 31996. If you want to talk to a pastor, you can call. Um, oftentimes, one will actually pick up. And if not, you leave a message, we'll get back to you. 
um, which you're doing right now, Sunday morning, Facebook Live. And then if you have a prayer request and you just want to send it in, prayer at livingspring.com. And again, as we've said before, you don't have to be like a physical living spring person. Um, if you're watching and you're engaged, you're part of our church. And so you can use all of these resources, and that's, that's fine. Um, and so let me pray for us, and then we'll, uh, we'll end with one song, and I'll come back up for the blessing. Jesus, we are thankful that not only did you model all these things, not only were you clothed in humility and kindness and gentleness, um, but you were also clothed in justice and mercy and faithfulness. And those things are hard. And so, God, I pray as we listen to this final song that if you have any words that you would like to give us, about where we're at, where we're going. We want to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would live out this week clothed, clothed in the image of Christ, wherever you go, whatever you say, whatever you post, and that you would experience the rule of that peace of Christ in your lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.